I have to say the episode we're covering today might be my favorite show that we've watched the entire time. I am blown away and shocked by how much I loved this show. Oh God. Okay. I'm so glad. Okay. Let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Cause yeah, I I really do have a ton to say. All right. Okay. Perfect. Sophie and I'm Maddie and welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode, Sex Education. I freaking loved this show. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, Maddie. What what brought you to this show? Yeah, I was gonna say I could do like if you want to say your relationship to the show, but mine's gonna be a lot shorter. You, you told Yay. me to watch it, and you were like, I think it would be good for us to cover on the podcast, and I was like. Or it seems so up your alley. Like, I couldn't believe you hadn't seen it, but you were like, yeah, I tried it and I didn't like it. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. So wait, did you yes, start it? in Spanish. Like, I couldn't it, believe it. It uh, As I was watching it, I was like, there has never been a show more up my alley. Like, obviously <laughs> there has been, but in terms of shows that we've talked about and covered, like Teen Love, check. Sassy right. Gay, check. check. Fun, weird right. Parent, check. Yes. Unrequited Love, check. Check. Yeah. Awkward teen encounters. Check. check. Like I, therapy, check. check. Like I love people it's talking everything. about therapy. I loved, I found that aspect of the show to be so fun. Mm-hmm. Obviously we'll get into a lot of details, but how did you find it? Um, You know, I think when it first came out or maybe when the second season came out, it was like hovering around in my Netflix suggestions because of I, I rewatch or not rewatch, but I watch Riverdale on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. And um, probably some other like adjacent, maybe another English show or something like that at the time. And so it was like suggesting that I watch it. And I remember being very like, okay, what the fuck is this sex education show? Like, it seems very, um, like I couldn't figure out if it was like a docu-series. Right, like or... wasn't it, wasn't it, documentary about sex education right about like the how bad the sex education is in schools and then I was like I watched the preview and I was like oh it's or the trailer and I was like oh it's in England and it's a comedy but like as soon as they in the actual trailer once I actually watched it Mm -hmm. um they explained that the the boy the mother is a sex therapist and the son starts giving sex therapy at school but he's just like awkward cat I was like okay I have to give this a try because yeah like you I love therapy and everyone talking about it and yeah. <laughs> the idea of like a teen sex therapist for his peers sounds so fucking funny um that I was in so yeah I I gave it a try and like totally fell in love with the characters and it's an easy watch it's only eight episodes a season and there's only two seasons out right now so yeah it's an easy I like halfway through the second season was like if I were in high school with these kids I would be so in love with Otis like he is so extremely my type like that I mean I think you (laughs) sent it to me but the um the TikTok of the girl being like, my like type is like a bolt, like a board that if like he turns sideways, oh, yes. I can't think yeah, of what yeah. her TikTok handle yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, she's like, like my type is a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a like, man who's a cigarette turns sideways and he disappears. <laughs> I am so. I think Otis is so cute. Um, and I will talk about him shockingly 
a lot in this podcast. So just hold on listeners. I'll get my turn when we cover Outlander. (laughs) Yeah. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. (laughs) I know. And that's another reason why, because like, so I had watched the beginning, like the cold open of sex education, Mm -hmm. maybe like a year ago, you know, like, I don't really know exactly when, and it was so like, kind of like pornographic in a sense. Yeah. And I didn't know what the premise was or I couldn't figure out that he was going to be kind of like a dork Mm -hmm. giving the advice. And so um, I like turned it off and was like, whatever. But then you agreed we were going to do Outlander and then you were like, yeah, and I'll watch Mad Men. And I think we should do sex education. I was like, shit, if Sophie's going to watch Mad Men, I feel like the least I could do is like watch this like British comedy that's got 20. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, it's got 16 episodes. um, Part of prepping for this pod is a negotiation scheme between me and Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Truly, it's like, what can we barter to make sure that we can both cover shows? That if we you love? agree to watch this show that I want to cover, I'll watch a show you want to cover. <laughs> and like the maybe list is moving up and down. So, yeah, this was one of the ones that I like because Russian Doll was you, but I obviously really did want to watch it. Like that. Yeah, had that been, was, I didn't have to convince you. No, that one had been on my list, but with sex education, I was just so worried about how we were even going to talk about it. If it was so what I thought it was, mm-hmm. um, which it's not like, it's, I loved it. I mean, I've said it three times, but I, I loved it so much that I didn't even text you while I was watching it. <laughs> like yeah, I didn't, no, want you to... didn't hear a peep I didn't know if you liked it I was like fuck like I'm forcing her to watch this show she might have hated it no I loved and... it so much I wanted you to like come into this podcast cold <laughs> so when you pushed it back 30 oh. minutes I was like that's totally fine with Mission me I'm, in, I'm on a different time zone but I was like she better still fucking want to talk about this show because like <laughs> thank god she doesn't ever sleep so we can really get into this because nope. I do not sleep. <laughs> I have been waiting, like truly just like, I, I didn't realize how much I was missing a teen love story with like Otis and Maeve and like the will they, won't they until I was in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've watched a show where I was like rooting for the couple. You know what I mean? Like, cause even right. like the last teen show I watched and I'm just blabbering, I was so excited. But the last teen show I watched was Outer Banks and John B and Sarah get together really easily. <laughs> Like there was really no buildup and there was no <laughs> fallout yet. Like, obviously it'll come, but like, and don't well, worry, also, dear listener, okay. we're also covering Outer Banks finally. We will, we will cover it. So. But the difference between like a Riverdale or an Outer Banks or even like a Euphoria, like teen couple of like, will they, won't they, is they're both fucking hot and they're mm-hmm. both cool. And so mm-hmm. you're like, this is kind of inevitable. Like, this is just you guys and your weird like daddy issues like dealing with that but you're gonna get together because you're both so hot it's right no way this isn't gonna happen right but with Maeve and Otis like they weren't necessarily neither of them I mean Otis was like a self-described loser but like and Maeve was like a total outcast quote-unquote scary and like she was scary and also kind of an outcast but like they were obviously very different like nobody knew who the fuck Otis was and everyone knew who Maeve was but so it was like different enough to make it interesting Mm -hmm. um and Maeve is like so pretty and also looks way older I mean I don't know how old that actress is but like they cast someone who looks older than a 17 year old which like a lot of girls do myself mm-hmm. included <laughs> and um, I like I 18 for 10 years like, the five years before and five years after <laughs> I think they're like 
between 23 and 27. Like, I'm not sure which one's which, but I know uh-huh. the actor who plays Eric is 27. Because I, like, oh, went really? into a loophole of, like, them answering BuzzFeed question. Like, I fully fangirled on this cast. Oh, my God. Uh, amazing. Um, I also think what they did that was really smart that other shows don't do is, like, they let the audience fall in love with Otis and Maeve, like, at the same pace that Maeve started crushing on Otis. So it, like, yes. made sense for the story. Because yes. when you and I talked after we recorded last week, and I was like, okay, I'll start the show tonight, blah, blah, whatever. And I was like, the only thing I know about it is from what I've seen on a BuzzFeed list, which I'm like, I can't figure out how either one of those couples happen based on just like sheer, like picture, you know what I mean? Like just based on like sheer picture in the way that people talk about it. And the other couple I was talking about was Eric and Adam, which do I have lots of thoughts on. Um, and even watching it, like the first episode, I was like, how the fuck are they going to do like writing dynamic gymnastics to get me to believe Maeve would like Otis. And then by episode three, I was like, kiss him. <laughs> I was like, don't Jackson. <laughs> but um that's like overall, those are my overall thoughts of the show. Let's jump into the pilot. Okay. Um why don't you why don't you take it? Yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. What I really appreciated about the pilot was that it really clearly laid out where the show was going. It gave us a great premise. I mean, I totally understand why this got picked up. Like they just, the producers did a really good job of laying the story out in an interesting way that didn't overwhelm us with too many characters, but clearly gave us a world that they, all these characters were going to live in and all these subplots that we could follow um, with the teens and with the parents without, clearly the show is not going to rely on the parents' drama. It's going to rely on the teenagers' drama Mm -hmm. and set up the, um, like sex therapy of it all um, towards the end and also gave us actually like the way that this came about the origin story basically of the like they didn't drop us into like year three of the sex clinic right like right right they gave us the origin story and that was really really nice you know we don't we don't always get that with shows so um, I really appreciated it and I really loved all the characters and I love Otis and his mom's house like it's so beautiful I thought that too and I was like how many mm-hmm. shows am I just going to talk about the real estate on <laughs> I'm like I just want to move to England like seriously. I love also like that the sunniest people keep trying to convince me that England is cloudy and rainy all the time and yet they managed to find enough shooting days in these god in this goddamn country where it looks cheerful and sunny all the time so I think they um <laughs> and this is like I watched the Ted Lasso thing so this is kind of a joke um, I mean, it's not a joke. I think they actually filmed in Wales. Oh, really? Where I was doing research on it. But like how Telasa was like, is that a country? Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I also don't know if that's how like many a, countries are in this country. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is Wales a part of it? But hold on. Let me it look is. really I mean, quick. Wales is like North England. Like it's on the same island. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, I'm like 50% sure about yeah, that. Yeah. They, they filmed in England and Wales. And then including a bunch of locations that, like, I, I literally couldn't say. Classic. And they filmed on campus at the University of Southern Wales at mm, Carol, Carla. That's what they know. pretended the high school was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. My um, college has also been a, a fake high school on a TV show. Oh, my God. Right. Yes. Shout out to Friday Night Lights. Shout out to Friday Night Lights. But um, anyway, yeah, those are just my general thoughts. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10 because, I mean, I guess I could have given it a 10 out of 10. We'll go to 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, 
it's hard. Like, this is the second time. It's like, I know so much. It was hard to rewatch because you know so much about, especially like Adam and the principal's dynamic that like, you just don't get it all. I mean, obviously you get the daddy issues from the pilot, but I like what ends up happening to both their stories and it, like that whole family, like mm-hmm. it makes it totally different to rewatch everything um or their stuff particularly I felt was was surprising to watch but kind of the rest of it was was totally fine in in the rewatch of the pilot but what are your thoughts I actually completely agree because I rewatched it mainly just because I missed it like I I had watched it all within a week I did not need to rewatch this pilot but I just wanted to see them again um I completely agree on your rewatch thing except I did kind of like knowing like who Amy was and who Adam were because they were the yes. initial couple. They that felt they, so random. Yes, they felt so random the first time. Yes. And it took me like the full episode to realize that like Adam was the head, the headmaster's son. Yes. Um, I remember you telling me that. And I was like, like I was, wait, what? <laughs> I was the so The whole conf- story is so much more confusing. It was so confusing to me. Um, the first time I watched it, the second time yeah, I watched it. Yeah, the Adam okay. was the son and the bully and, and the, boyfriend. the boyfriend. I couldn't, I guess I did text you that first night about it whenever I was like, this is confusing me. But yeah, so those three, like Adam being so prevalent, I well, gave it. At the end of the episode, isn't that when he shows them on his dick? Yeah, he shows everybody. That happened, but that happens in the pilot, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You may- never made it that far. No, no. I, every time before I watched it. I turned it off before we met Otis. Because he literally says everything in that scene. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So like- That makes sense. Whenever I was was actually watching the pilot for the first time, Adam is in that first scene and I just thought Amy was some random girl. Didn't think she would be like a main character who I loved. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when she leaves and she says something about like, bye, Mrs. Groff and headmaster, whatever. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, but didn't register it. So, like, it took me until he did his, like, grand speech about, like, why yes. he can't um, ejaculate to realize that I was like, oh, oh, okay. Even though the casting for that might be the best father-son casting I've ever seen. Yeah. I did confirm. I looked on the internet to make sure they weren't actually <laughs> related. Um, but, yeah, obviously, nine, I gave the pilot a 9 out of 10. I thought the setup was really really good and they did a great job kind of like you said of like fleshing out the plot Mm -hmm. and how we were going to get to all of the places and also in explaining the backstory with them without it feeling like overwhelming yeah so like that Jackson and Maeve were casual it felt like that was a believable thing it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like they did it just for the pilot um the only relationships and like same with um like the way Adam called Otis new kid I thought was really smart because one it gave him like a funny Thing and also showed how invisible Otis actually was without having mm-hmm. to say like I'm just a loner blah 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 <laughs> yeah. um and the only relationship I'm weird I'm a weirdo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jones. um the only relationship I felt like we were really thrown into was his relationship with Eric which mm-hmm. I actually found more enjoyable um yeah. not knowing how they became so close not knowing any of right. that stuff but I the just con- loved that they were best friends yeah the no but like the the context of them being each other's only friend kind of was enough right mm-hmm. like we're like I'm not really sure how they got to this point but but like we understand that dynamic of like you're my person in high school like we're surviving together yeah. um so I got that vibe yeah and um I remember I, being surprised actually when we found out how long they'd been friends yeah since like they were nine I think 
Um, and then At elementary school. This is just like a random side note of the pilot, but I laughed really hard um, when he was performing on stage. Eric was performing on stage, and Mr. Groff came oh. out and said, "Thank you, Eric, for that rendition of the school anthem. It was adequate." Because it like was really bad. And then just like so how bad. muffled under his breath, he just says like, sorry. But then like, isn't embarrassed. I just really enjoyed right. um, the like kind of lack of shame that these kids had. <laughs> and like how they would just like yell throughout the school. Like, he's a virgin. Like just scream right. it. And like, it wasn't a big deal. Um, so yeah, big fan of the pilot. I rewatched it last night and and picked up on a lot more of the stuff. The biggest thing for me was just like, Amy's character development, I think, took the most from the first episode to the last episode. Yeah. Um, like, it's kind of shocking to me that she even broke up with Adam in the first one, knowing how kind of weak, air quotes, weak she was of a character in season one. Yeah. Even though Adam's a fucking weirdo. Oh, my God. So weird. So let's get into some of the bits and jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first or do you yeah, want to? Yeah, um, I, I only have a couple. Um, so in the pilot, um, I think it's Eric who says to Otis about Maeve, um, she's the best kind of cool because no one in the school knows it yet, which like, isn't exactly a joke, but I'm like, yeah, that like perfectly describes Maeve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's like a perfect depiction of like how Eric reads people. Yep. Yeah, no, he's, like, so intuitive. Like, he's, like, yeah, like, she's cooler than all of us. Nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. He's saying from somebody who also isn't cool, right? Like, so he's, like, aware. Um, and then in episode 12, Maeve has to get a pregnancy test. And Oh, episode three. Oh, episode three. Um, and... I don't know if it's like for paperwork or whatever, but the cashier like asks her how old she is and she says 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love when she goes to get the abortion and the woman says, Have you thought about adoption? And she said, I don't think anybody's going to want to adopt a 17 year old. 17 year old, pregnant 17 year old. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, and then. Um, when Maeve okay so in the oh, for, I fucking first of all I love the assemblies like just I don't think that's a like a runner the, I, I don't know if the assemblies are supposed to be a runner but they're fucking <laughs> hilarious like every time I was like here we go again like, why do they happen so often so often <laughs> I put them um, as a runner I thought it was they're so, so funny, funny every time like the stupid choir like everything that's about also it. a runner I had swing band <laughs> the swing band yes um and then of course like the principal and when principal groff says calls them sanitary products and mave from the audience gives him a two thumbs up uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> like good job oh my gosh i loved all of that it was so funny i was like oh my god mave she's so snarky um, and then Maeve calls a corsage a flower handcuff. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> to Jackson, it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. Um, and then Amy being horrible at baking is like sad, but also funny. Like she just tried so hard. Like it was her whole gag, like a whole season two. Well, I um, love that she was like, the test said banker and she thought it said baker. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I actually like baker better. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm just going to go with baker. And they were like, what? 
Amy really won, like, in terms of characters I didn't like to characters I loved. Like, Mm -hmm. Amy's progression, I thought would be such a throwaway character. So great, yeah. I love, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she has, like, a million one-liners that... um... I didn't write, but yeah, she was so funny. Even like the way she threw that house party in season one where Mm -hmm. Maeve was like, are you having fun? And she was like, "Uh uh-huh, everything is great. And then turns around and like yells at three kids. Like she did not like hosting that party. And even that was just funny. I don't know. She was (laughs) such a great character. When they like give her all the library books and they like fall. And he's like, you have library first period. Like, they're just so mean to her, but she's so yeah. nice back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're still together, but allegedly in like 2019-ish, early 2020, she was dating the actor who played Adam. Like, they were dating in real life. What? That was my exact reaction. No. So I haven't seen, so I went and like stalked them on Instagram and I can't think, I think the last picture was in 2020 sometime, but like with the pandemic and shooting and stuff, like, I don't know. Sure timing wise or if they broke Mm. I have no clue um I've only been a fan of the show for exactly seven days so (laughs) by the time this episode airs I'll hope to to have a few more things but yeah I was shocked because I just didn't see it but like yeah oh my god okay that's all I have what do you have okay so some of my like runners and bits um I loved every time Eric said dirty dirty (laughs) (laughs) yeah he said it a lot really Mm-hmm. anytime adam called otis new kid mm-hmm. got me anytime they used tromboner because while it is okay yes i love tromboner it it's is so bullying funny. but what it's a bullying. clever thing it's brilliant. It's and i brilliant. even like that otis was like you did get a boner on stage and he's like but i was playing the french horn <laughs> and it's like well that's not the joke like the joke that's is tromboner it's such a great thing <laughs> and then i already said this the amount of assemblies they have in the swing band like mm-hmm. the swing band just in general was funny so okay funny. so some just straight up quotes mm-hmm. um lose the tie you look like a mormon eric <laughs> says that to otis when he's trying to be professional um so ruby when she gets in her little sex thing she goes to maven says i need your help you and that weird sex kid who looks like a victorian ghost <laughs> um eric when raheem shows up for the first time and he says the hottest man i I wish i could like (laughs) say it like his inflection but Mm -hmm. when he says the hottest man i've ever seen just walked by and you missed it because of chlamydia screams (laughs) at him um and then another chlamydia joke when eric says was it the chlamydia or jackson that gave you the hard on (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, cause he screams out across. Yes. Davis. Like it's across not like in conversation. No, no, no. It's like no, as no. Otis is walking away with mm-hmm. his boner. Um, when Amy says come is kind of like a penis having a sneeze. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, not wrong. I guess. When she um, said it, I laughed and then was like, well, um, I, guess. I was like, sure. is Amy secretly like a genius? Um, when Eric couldn't figure out when, like why Raheem kept being nice to him and Otis says like, maybe he just likes you. And he says, or he could be a teenage t- Ted Bundy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, okay. So the next one, I don't think was a joke, but the delivery of it made me laugh, which was when Ola was asking Adam, like if he ever has dreams and he says, dreams aren't real. That's why they're dreams. Again, I don't think that was supposed to be funny, <laughs> but it's stupid. Like, I mean, I know that that's true, 
but that's not what I wear. Maybe that. It's so funny. No, no, that's fucking hilarious. Okay, I have one more, and then I have a dark joke. Like, I literally okay. wrote it, warning dark joke for myself. Um, so this entire interaction with Lily and Otis, when Lily says, to be clear, I don't want to have sex with you specifically, just a human man with a penis. And Otis says, that's great for my self-esteem. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the dark joke that, like, I was mad that I laughed at, but... And it kind of goes in, it's also a B-plot a little bit, but when Maeve is having the abortion and there's all of those pro-lifers outside mm-hmm. protesting mm-hmm. and Otis takes them to the store. And it's good like, to know that other countries also have those and it's not just like our backwards like, ass. Yeah. yeah. So he says to the girl, they're like kind of shopping and like bonding a little bit. Mm-hmm, and he yes. says, what do you get someone who's having an abortion? And the girl says, <laughs> sunscreen, they'll need it in hell. I was like, hell. oh my God. <laughs> Like, it's not funny. I, I don't believe out that. Loud. I but I did like, laugh out loud. Like, no, I wasn't trying to choose so all of that. Quick. But, like, it was that so was quick. Thing. And they had just had this very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And she, like, like flips back at it instead. And it was, like, sunscreen. They'll need it. And you're, like, oh, she's still, how. Ha- like, hateful. Yeah. Like, still, she's still, still like, you're yeah, not yeah. friends. <laughs> no, 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 right. Um, okay, so there's, those are all of mine. Mm-hmm. And while, um. We have a ton of funny moments. There were so quite a few yes, heartbreak scenes. A lot. And I even uh, gave myself a new category, which was heart flutter scene. Did you Stop. also write hot flutter? I almost did that. I decided not to because I decided to make it my single best scene. But yeah, I was literally going to do heart burst instead of heartbreak. Yeah. I like heart burst better than heart flutter. But yeah. So glad we both had moments where our hearts were just like, ah. I mean, yes, this show is very heartwarming. Um, okay, so what is your heartbreak scene? Okay, well, I did end up doing heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, um, your heart um, burst is later. Yeah, and I did too. One of them was when Otis first finds the manuscript that his mom was writing this like scientific book about him. Because you're like, oh no, this isn't just in Otis's head. Like, this is specifically insane. Like, can you imagine your mom like using your childhood basically as like a career path? Well, not even that, but like <laughs> saying to your face that you're normal and then like research and documenting you yeah. behind your back, like Being that level, weird. like either tell me that there's something wrong and you want to talk about it or don't write a book about it. Don't write a book about it. Seems but like, like a overall, don't write a book about it. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no, no. I, mean, I know what you mean though. Um, yeah, it was very sad. You're like, oh no, this is specifically insulting um Mm -hmm. and like heart like how are they going to come back from this kind of thing and then Mm -hmm. um I mean to generalize everything having to do with his dad because his dad's the worst yeah um but it all sort of I guess accumulates after he like really like totally loses himself at the party he throws um and manages to insult Maeve and Ola Ola and um also like destroy his mom's house and like he like really spins out in that episode in sort of a way I didn't think we would see like it was next level like losing your shit um I will say one thing that I appreciate for the show is obviously everything is extremely dramatized because it is a tv show but like I was getting frustrated with Gene throughout the show being like she's overstepping she's overstepping and so when he did find the manuscript and he did actually confront her about it I was like thank god he'd happen yeah and then same with the party where I was like he's getting pushed and wants to be like a nice guy like Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. kind of the 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 fatal flaw of a nice guy is like not actually airing any grievances like you can do right. it without being a dick like being a being a pushover but resenting the people that are around you does not make you nice right and yeah, so exactly. while his blow up was insane and over the top and a lot I was glad it happened because Ola 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 telling him to she he can't speak with Maeve only to break up with her like yeah that's infuriating yeah, yeah that was like, so that is I understand why he always... was I understand why he was like mad and wanted to get drunk and do all that stuff but totally man we can talk about that party later but <laughs> okay um absolutely insane yeah but those are mine what is yours so mine I had three bonus but my number one one was when May finally gets confirmation that her mom is using drugs again and she calls CPS yes. um or whatever the equivalent is in in the UK yeah it's um, similar and the mom the the breakdown that she has where she's like I slipped up once and then just screaming like when she gets in the car and she looks at Maeve and is like I'll never forgive you I was like oh my gosh like gut punch Mm -hmm. and then my quick bonus ones Eric getting beat up in season one and like how much it broke him and like seeing like the I don't know like it was a necessary storyline for Eric to have like so much personal growth but it was just really hard to watch the physical getting beat up and then going home Um, when Adam comes to the party and Eric confronts him and is like, you have to like yourself before I can like you because I don't want to be like, I don't want to be with someone who's like ashamed of their self. Yeah. And then my last one is just Adam's reaction to Ola calling him a friend and him saying, um, no one's ever called me a friend before. It really made me sad because I was like, you're a fucking weirdo who's mean to everybody, but you deserve one friend. Right. Um, so that's it. And then I'm going to do, do you, do you mind if I go into my heart flutter? Go for it. So at the end of season three or episode three in season two, when Otis gives Maeve the diary mm-hmm. and has taken out all of her birthdays for the next five years. So she could have, um, like, she doesn't have to worry about her birthday because she like hates the plan or whatever. And right. then he starts to like walk away and she stops him and they have the most insane eye contact. And he's like, what at first? And then she like, doesn't say anything. And you see him like set in and it's like, mm-hmm. like what? And it's like, they, he wants her to say that he likes her, but also doesn't want it. It's like, you mm-hmm. can tell all of this happens. And of course then she's like, oh, dickhead, never buy me a gift again. But I like literally sat up and was like, oh my God, like, is it happening? And I, then in the next episode- um, they do say the I like I like you moment. Sorry, I was trying mm-hmm. to read what I wrote. Um, so it was like after she's like screaming at him and saying like everybody always lets me down because he loses her sister, which is a rightful reason to get upset. Yeah. And they talk about how they both like each other in just the way Otis says, "I liked you, I liked you, I fucking turned myself inside out liking you" is like so heart wrenching. And also, I was yeah. like, make out make out please make out I was like I know I want this couple to be together yeah so that's whenever like both of those moments like had me physically go from like laying down on my couch to like sitting (laughs) because I was like is it gonna happen are they finally gonna kiss oh my god um but to go back to the beginning a la Hillary Duff um (laughs) does she sing that song (laughs) probably I hope so um sure not someone will tell us um, what was your turning point scene for sex education? Um, yeah, honestly, um, my turning, well, I mean, 
I was sold on the show from the beginning, but when I was like, oh, okay, there's actually a chance for this was in episode two at the party when Otis helps that couple in the bathroom and the girl Mm -hmm. who was like really insecure and wanted to have sex with the lights off, but her boyfriend was like, I want to look at you because like, I love you and you're so pretty and all this stuff. And she was like, why would anyone want that? And Otis was like, do you hear yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, and like made them do the like list five things that you like about the other person and then made her do like the list five things you like about yourself. And um, it was like really effective counseling, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, I mean, like it worked for them at least. And it was like organic enough that um I don't know the whole thing I was like okay like he really can be helpful so that was mine I agree with that in terms of like there's just the sex clinic as a whole that he was actually giving good advice but not any advice that would be like detrimental to him if he was wrong right like a lot of it was just like talk to your partner if they want to have sex with you you should be able to ask them this like it was a lot of like communication (laughs) but not even like therapizing communication like of course it came across that way but if you were to like really strip it down and just read it it would be like yeah your boyfriend loves you ask him what he wants or like what do you want it was right it like seemed because when gene got really mad at him at the end of season two rightfully so i guess he thinking back i was like well he hasn't really done anything that could be detrimental to anybody's like mental health well that's the thing it's not like any of these people were seeing him like chronically Mm -hmm. for depression like it was Mm -hmm. all like sex related it was and it was all situational it was very situational and it was like one-offs right Mm -hmm. yeah like amy we would be like um you know my boyfriend can't ejaculate ejaculate i was like what was the problem with adam (laughs) and that was like very situational and like specific she wasn't like you know i don't understand why it gets sad when my parents leave me at home (laughs) right right or even like like earth-shattering issues Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. Like the lesbians, it was like, you're, you don't like her. Like the problem is that you don't like her. That's why it's not working. And like Lily, it was like, ride the bike down the hill. Like and he did research, which was like at least reassuring. Cause it was like, these kids could also just Google their problems. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, But at least, I mean, maybe part of it was like, he knew what to look for online or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause he knew like the terms and stuff because of his mom. But yeah, it's like, I understand why Gene was upset, but it's also like, okay, Gene, like he isn't like charging married couples with like 10 years of baggage like $300 an hour and pretending to be a fucking doctor. Like that right. is he's not, not like Veronica Marsing this. No, right. Like he's just helping out his fellow teens as they like, which honestly he would have to, he could have zero credit. Like no mom was any teen that did this would be successful probably because. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was about to say. It's like, <laughs> they kind know of what they're the, doing. it's kind of like um, loosely and, whatever like the Glennon Doyle like effect that I think it's like sometimes people need to be told it's okay to feel a lot of things and I think that's one of the reasons yeah. she's super popular is because she writes people permission and I think mm-hmm. in a lot of these instances he just gave people permission that they weren't weird yes which is like everyone's yes. biggest fear forever but especially right. in high school it's like yes. you're terrified of being the one with the weird thing and so saying it to him and him being like okay so that's actually totally normal and right. xyz you can right. fix like it I by... understand how you feel this way 
like so it was like I mean right half the battle is just validating that that Mm -hmm. was fine and the other half was like well this is maybe this is a way to deal with it because you feel like it's weird because you don't know how to deal with it and it's not talked about but like Mm -hmm. sure just like ask next time (laughs) or like whatever the fuck the advice was right yeah you're right half of it was just like being like yeah it was just and that's like why people still call their moms all the time to be like hey is yes. it, it's like you just need or your friend or whatever it's like right truly even if getting, it's an echo chamber like it's fine yes it's just being like is it I should do this this weekend and someone else being like yeah you should that's on Sunday it's like okay I mean I was gonna do it anyway right but but now I should do it feeling great about it <laughs> if you never text your friends to text the guy if you want them to say no no you just want someone else to be like looking for positive support <laughs> yeah yeah so, Sometimes I have to actually tell my friends that if I'm worried that they're actually going to not, I will say <laughs> I'm only looking for positive support here. Like, should I buy this dog or like whatever the fuck? And um, yeah, so I sometimes have to instruct them. I'm like, sorry, I actually don't want opinions. I just want positive support. No, in a few, in a few <laughs> short, few short weeks, um, our podcast episode, I'm sure we'll have a puppy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. By the, time, the well, by the time this comes out, the dog will be here. Mm true too so mine was probably shockingly that first scene yeah my turning point scene after the cold open whenever jean's boy toy walks into adam's room and they like sit down and have a really awkward dinner and otis is kind of bitchy Mm -hmm. and like is like do you have a i can't think of the word complex where it's like do you want to have sex with your mom yes and he's like no and then when he goes to kiss her goodbye and he's like bye mom i mean gene 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 and then you go out and immediately meet eric and eric's like your mom's new boyfriend is like oh so cool or whatever yeah 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 because he had the motorcycle and otis is like she didn't do boyfriends i was like okay like i can do this show like the mom doesn't bother me i like her as an actress Mm -hmm. and um I like this dynamic between these two friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was like, and obviously Eric's like so openly gay and like, yes, he, and Otis doesn't care at all. So it's not going to be their storyline. Right. Yeah. We don't have to like, let that. We don't have to deal air. with that. Um, um, wait, I forgot those. Speaking of mm-hmm. the boyfriend walking in, that was another one of my favorite gags. Like running bits was the oh. boyfriend's thinking that his bathroom was the or his door was the bathroom door (laughs) which when I rewatched it I was like looking at the like layout of the house because it seems bigger from the outside than it is on the inside Mm -hmm. um because it really is like the office the bathroom and his room's like in the straight back which is like Mm. a a weird place for a bedroom to be like the end of the hall right um but yeah um okay and also just a side note because I don't know if I'm going to talk about him, him anywhere else but uh Jacob I don't know how you say yeah, Jacob Jacob yeah. Jacobs he when he showed up I thought at the beginning he was just going to be like a random a character. character I didn't think he was going to be so into the show but oh, I was like I did I was like holy hotness shit. level <laughs> I've never seen a guy with such blue eyes so hot. they were piercing through Truly. the screen I was like In my eyes aren't any- even blue tall blonde man show me a tall blonde man I don't like and I you know will faint but I was like the eye color if that became a family would just be insane yeah um okay so what are some of your best and worst and whatever b plots I have a ton written out oh okay sure um okay so I loved Maeve's family drama like I know it was very dark and very sad um but I found it very interesting Mm -hmm. and I loved the brother. I loved the mom. 
all of it was very interesting and really gave her a lot to work with because otherwise what were we ever going to learn about Maeve like she's smart but a bitch like that was not going to take us anywhere so because also it's like the more you get to know her, she's not even a bitch she's just tired of being called cock fighter yeah and like right, hates everyone at her school <laughs> yeah she just has a hard time making female friends which you know fire um enjoyed that though um i loved the chlamydia episode that loved was the chlamydia episode so funny they also all had face masks which i'm like trauma now yeah i know save i was but like did they know triggered. something we don't know like was triggered by that but um yeah that was fucking hilarious um i also love everything having to do with lily yes. she's <laughs> and she grew on me a lot um definitely at first i was like she's super weird and um but once it sort of got established that she was going to be like a real reoccurring, like second tier character, I was like totally embracing her. And she really shined in season two, I think. But um, I feel like they don't write a lot of characters like that on TV, that she's weird, but everyone likes her. Like she's not an outcast like the rest of this like gangly bunch and also has like no problem with her weirdness. Right. But not in like a I love like she's rare like feminist shameful. literature, right? Like she's like, no, I'm like super into like cosplay and like whatever, whatever. Like she didn't, I guess maybe wasn't into cosplay, whatever. Anyway, she like, like had alien. her thing. She was into the alien comics and um, yeah, was like, this is what I like and like whatever, like do to do. Like When she tried to sleep with Eric because she didn't know he oh was God. gay and then was like, why is black Jesus hotter? I was like, that okay, was I like this. Trope. I was like, like why does your Jesus have abs? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then when she was like, oh, let's play dress up. I was like, hot pivot. Excellent work. Yeah, it's like, like Lily for the whim. It feels like one of those like uh, questionnaires, you know, to like see if you get to the end where it's like, you find out the guy you're trying to hook up with is gay. What do you do? Yeah. Like run away or like <laughs> makeup. <laughs> play, right. Do makeup tutorials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I really also appreciated the Maeve abortion story, um, just because, again, we don't normally, I mean, it is different in the UK, clearly, than it is mm-hmm. in the US. I mean, a lot of it seems similar based on TV shows, how they portray abortions, but and it wasn't that they did it nonchalantly, but they did it really early in the first season, and they made it a important ordeal. They made it an ordeal for Maeve without making it important to the storyline. Yeah, they gave her really that. Interesting. They gave her a foil to talk to at the clinic that wasn't a part of the story. Yes. And so no one knew aside from her and Otis. And right. so it wasn't like. Um, she didn't get Jackson involved. She didn't. Mm-hmm. At the, Which at the arguably, onset. like, I don't know if. Yeah. Which, I mean, her and Jackson weren't dating. Like, the whole thing, um, it was just nice for the story-wise to keep it really, to not make it a trauma trigger point because there are women who it's not trauma for. Like, there are women who are confident with their choice and know that's the best option for them. Which, arguably, that is how Maeve seemed to be addressing it. Like, she was like, this is business, and I made a mistake, and we're here to remedy that, and this is sad and scary because I'm alone, but, like 
this is what it is I'm 17 like I can't be my mother right and um and I think that there's been so many other stories where they show that as such a point of trauma which for some women it is but I think it's okay to show it's an ordeal it's a character's whole it's not a personality trait sorry like Mm -hmm. (laughs) choosing to get an abortion is not a personality trait like that's not fair but yeah a lot of times these characters in these shows are like is their whole plot for a whole season sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I it's like literally why I stopped watching Scandal (laughs) yes Uh, it had nothing to do with my feelings like I was fine with having the abortion I just thought the way they wrote it was so melodramatic was insane yeah and Um, I don't know yeah but yeah (laughs) and and yeah it was it was really interesting plus you know it was interesting like I mean, just like the access that she had, the 17-year-old girl in England theoretically had compared to, you know, a 17-year-old girl in the U.S., yeah. you know, her mom wasn't even, like, like an adult wasn't there. <laughs> like, I don't know what the rules are right now. Of course, it feels like it changes all the time. Um, yeah. But I have to also say- interesting to see how other countries handle it, you know, since it they- is such a- hot topic they also kind of made it not like that storyline funny at all but giving otis the idea that he was maybe going on a date but we all knew that it was very much an abortion yeah so like the (laughs) juxtaposition between like what may was going through and what otis thought was going to happen was like just Mm -hmm. funny enough to kind of take some of the stigma away from what wave was doing right and she was like like, why are you wearing a suit and he's like don't worry about it (laughs) and when he was like she was like gave her flowers and then they were really able to like move their friendship forward and she was able to like show give him some insight into her world which then later Mm -hmm. paid off for sure um but I agree I think it was I'm shocked they did it in episode three but I do think it was an important story for them to tell and I think they handled it really well I agree plus it was a perfect setup with these characters because Maeve is such a like independent like I'm gonna do whatever I want which continued with this you know, tries to get an abortion. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And Otis is so fucking awkward all the time, no matter what the scenario is. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, it didn't feel like he was extra awkward because he was in an abortion clinic. He seemed the exact same amount of awkward as usual, right. which um, was nice. And, you know, he was just being the supportive friend and um, didn't seem to be wrapped up in it that much in any way. Um, even when he like stepped outside to like, sit with the activists mm-hmm. um the pro force birthers <laughs> um, he was like not letting it like consume him like he wasn't like you didn't see him being like well who could the father be like do we think she's making the right choice like no 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 he, he was, was just like, like so what's going on with you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I go thought to the grocery store like. it was really important for them to do something big with their friendship because then whenever you see him later pick Maeve over Eric for his birthday because Maeve needs him, you oh, do have the sense- another heartbreak scene. I know. But you do have the sense of loyalty between Maeve and Otis and you see yeah. it like jumps her their relationship from yeah. non-existent it to like really close personal friends. Real and off, I think yeah. that's why we, the viewers, were like hoping it was a date. You know what I mean? Like we- yeah. We kind of got sold on their love story through these Maeve trusting him and not yeah. trusting even Jackson. Right. It's like yeah, how in sure. two weeks of being friends with this guy, do you trust him so much? Like, I don't know. He arguably never trusted Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Really. 
uh, gave me strong Ander from Elite vibes. Oh my god, he really was Ander. Like he was Ander from Elite. He was like straight Ander. Like and like swap tennis for swim or swim and he's like not gay <laughs> yeah other than that like but I was like what is the point why do we write all these tv shows where the main characters are good at sports but their entire plot is hating the sport they play <laughs> it's ironic it really is I don't know like, anybody who got like so far into their sports like once you are playing that sport in high school you're in it and I don't know anybody whose parents were forced like gunpoint forcing them to continue the sport mm-hmm well, I no will reason, say even basically. a storyline I didn't necessarily love. I was just kind of bored with when it was Jackson alone. But the explanation that like that's what his non-biological mom had in common with him and she was afraid. Like they did a really yeah. good job of explaining like the story developing for this show is really good. Yes, no, for sure. Yeah, I had mixed feelings about Jackson's plot and I wrote it in one of my bests, but only because I did generally enjoy that Jackson had a fully formed subplot like Mm -hmm. beginning to end which was kind of nice and it was always in the b like it was never the a plot ever often it was like the c or d plot but like he 100% had character development the whole time which I thought was really nice and I loved him like not going full Troy Bolton, but like doing the play, which was sort yeah. of like a fun way to like keep him around, but also see him doing something different. Cause I really like Jackson as a character. And um, I thought that I, it was just like such, such smart use of like high school tropes was to have them do this play, which I also fucking loved the play. I <laughs> loved the play. I do agree with you about Jackson Amazing. in season two, when it started and he started getting his own solo scenes with Viv, I was like, yes. wait, he's not a sidekick. Like I was so confused because I just assumed that he would kind of fade into the side. It's kind of like Ruby and Olivia yeah. and Amir, I think was his name. Um Yeah. I just did not the untouchables. think the untouchables. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought he would just kind of float back and we would like maybe go to like a swim meet or something. Yeah. Um, but when he started getting his own solo scenes, I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying. And he like hates Otis and Otis doesn't know why because Otis is socially awkward. But by the end of it, I was like, fuck, I like Jack. Like I like Jackson, like no. totally fine character who they did a really good job of developing his storyline from where we oh. met him as the head boy. Um, <laughs> so funny. England is so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Um, to uh, Romeo in a post-apocalyptic Romeo and Juliet. Oh my god, I loved the play. I loved Just the play. So forest much. full of dicks. I loved the play. Um, I also loved everything about Jacob. I mean. <laughs> just note i just loved everything about him like sexy handyman check like so loud um so loud yeah everything about him was great and like the way like i normally hate the parent relationships like i literally could not give one fuck about parent relationships in a teen show like i don't need it but i did like gene and his like whole thing and he was funny mm-hmm. even though didn't like he was not written as a comedic character clearly but like his timing was really good and was so dry like he was a funny character to me um but also family I loved anything having to do with Eric's family um mm-hmm. in general love we'll look forward to seeing more of their family if that's possible in season three and then yeah the last thing on my list is the play so 
which we've covered. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all my bests. So you covered some of mine. Um, Eric getting beat up on the way to Hedwig was very heartbreaking, but I think mm. needed to happen yeah. for the story. Like, I just thought it was a very well done. Like, I hate when it's like we're doing best B plots and it's something traumatic. Um, I thought they handled it really well. It didn't go on too long, but the appropriate amount. And I actually really liked him seeing being kind of a dick at school and like standing up for himself. Yeah. Um, And then it was, you know, just amazing when he kind of came back and was just his son Eric self again. Um, Otis accidentally helping Jackson win over Maeve made me laugh so hard. Loved that. And then when Eric said to him, you've made the hottest guy at school even hotter. (laughs) 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 um i really love a school dance so i enjoyed the school dance like Uh b plot a uh lot and the fact that Maeve was jealous and was trying to get in ola's head um personally as someone who was shipping the fuck out of otis and Maeve at this part and like i really liked ola i had no qualms i have no problems with her i just didn't want her with otis so i was happy with that shadiness um the way and you we talked about this in heartbreak but the book reveal thing I thought was really yeah, well done yeah, the manuscript. Jean being at school made me laugh only because of how uncomfortable Mr. Groff was oh my god I, I hated loved it. their relationship I hated it for Otis I loved it for Mr. Groff it was so <laughs> funny like you would have thought like a she was a walking tampon like yes. that is how uncomfortable the principal was with having Jean at that school uh-huh um and I'm going to skip a little bit ahead of my notes and then go back. But Mr. Roth, when he like went full Mean Girls with Jean's <laughs> notebook. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like went full Katie. Like, tr- or um, uh, Regina. Regina. Like George, full yeah, Regina. Throwing like, them throwing throw them everywhere. And that like was his, amazing. His like big, big, bad fake acting. When he was like, I don't know what, I will have to get to the bottom of this. I have no clue. Like, what I have no idea. I enjoyed that. Um, So I loved every single thing that had to do with the quiz heads. Like every single, every (laughs) time they were on screen, I loved it. Yes. Um, The neighbors, I enjoyed Isaac and his brother moving in. Maeve needed more friends um, Mm -hmm. and someone in that world to show the juxtaposition between her friends at school because like we've seen that she was an outsider but I actually thought the conversation that she had with Isaac about like the scars that they had from their parents kind of abandoning them Mm -hmm. showed that like no matter how much Otis thinks he gets made there's just going to be this part of him that doesn't understand what it's like to have a parent choose to leave them or like totally not be able to do this and she does have that connection with Isaac Mm -hmm. Did I scream at my TV when he deleted that motherfucking voicemail? Oh my god, yes. That was I did. insane. Okay, my okay, my the thing with the neighbors, mm-hmm. I loved them until I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, I was really glad that they introduced them. So glad that because Maeve did need friends and like it was nice that she just didn't have that one trashy neighbor who she pays rent to. But <laughs> um I just wanted less of them. Like, I really wanted them to be background characters. And Isaac, like, falling in love with me was not something I wanted at all. That's where I drew the line. I enjoyed when they were at the party and Otis was like, you brought him to make me jealous. I was like, oh, shit. Are they going to try to make us want? It's like, is this where we're going? And then I was like, I don't get, like, but then it was, like, right when he said that it, like, switched and their dynamic was a little bit flirtier. But I was like, damn Mm -hmm. it. I liked y'all as friends. I also can't figure out how old they're supposed to be. 
no fucking idea. Because I'm like, you're not in high school. Right? It's weird. Um, <laughs> Can I also just say a random thing that made me laugh is when Jean's yeah. notebook got out and Olivia found out that her boyfriend was 15 and he like called them all to the school yes. and made them sit down and have that screaming, like that whole that was like insane. dynamic and them being like from other countries than they thought they were. Um, that was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Like, I, yeah, like I, because what I is her family it. from India? Mm-hmm. And his family from was from Iran. Or, or yeah, I don't or Iraq. Remember. I do I don't not know. remember. They were from, but the, the girlfriend definitely was like the parents were under the impression that he would, his family was also was from Indian. India and they were yeah. not. Um, that was such a clusterfuck. That was fucking hilarious. But actually, something else you said reminded me I did not give a, a proper call out to Viv who was my personal star of season two. <laughs> Loved Viv. Because um, Jackson also needed other friends. Mm-hmm. And it was nice for him to have like a touch point of reality. And one of my favorite conversations is one of the first conversations that she has with Jackson when it was like Viv's reality check, where she was like, um, yeah, like 20% of high school athletes like peak at 18 or like professional athletes peak at 20 or 90% of professional athletes peak at 21 or something like that so she was like you really need to have a backup plan mm-hmm. he was like hmm I what also, <laughs> she's I, like you're horrible at math <laughs> yeah I loved that they showed like a really healthy progression of their friendship mm-hmm. so that whenever he told her that like he hurt his hand on purpose yeah. which again strong under vibes um, <laughs> yes <laughs> I was like, Andre probably wish she would have done that. But I, yes. um, then whenever she was like, you can't self harm, like you can't do self harm, like yes. the the like the like statistics, oh and that's when he was like, you're a fucking robot, and she was like, yeah. no, but like you like, and then She's I just like, loved- I care about you, and he was like, no, you don't, and she was like, this is how I care about people, mm-hmm. and then her yeah, going yeah. to the parents. Yeah. And saying that and forcing them. But then their little reconciliation they had where they were like, I miss my friend and hugged. Yeah. And like her character growth with like being like less in love with Dex through being around Jackson. Yes. Because yes. like sometimes it really is like you just have a crush on the like the guy or girl or whoever you have a crush on. But like mm-hmm. I've noticed times where I've had a crush on a guy like in college, like in a class. And then we've left the class and I've like met another guy. And then like, I really, he was just closer to me. Right. Like, like we just was, like had a similar Camille? interest as the class. <laughs> like we both liked reading books because it was an English class. Like he was just right. good at it. <laughs> um, so I really liked that, like their whole development of friendship and like how much Jackson really liked her because it kind mm-hmm. of flipped his trope too. Yeah, Jackson was not who I thought he was gonna be. Um, right, I agree. Based on like kind of the fuckboy mentality we got in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the way they tack the show tackled the bus incident with Amy. With Amy being like, oh, it's really not a big deal. And then, like, the trauma that that caused and the resolution. Yeah. I just thought that that was handled really well and also like teenagers. Yeah, totally. It was amazing. Okay. I definitely, like, teared up the first time I watched it. Not the second time, but the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, they're all there to ride the bus. Oh, my gosh. That was um, – that is my single scene. Yeah, that was a good – oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. I can get that. <laughs> um what was a contender for my single blessing was these next two points. Okay. Otis's small party. I <laughs> loved and hated it so much. Small party I, of 10 people. <laughs> I loved that he got so drunk that he was then dancing with a roast because he had joked with Eric the entire episode. Like I should make a roast. And Aaron was like, don't make a roast, just get chips. Like 
stop being fucking weird. Like you can't just like cook a roast for all of your friends. Although it did remind me of Russian doll when she was making a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what did she say? Sweet birthday. Ba- what did she say? Mm, um, maybe it was sweet birthday, sweet baby. Sweet birthday, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, his speech was insane. And when he said, I liked Maeve, I liked Maeve a lot, a lot more than Ola. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, shut up. Uh, like, I don't know if I've ever watched anyone light themselves on fire so mm-hmm. hard. Like, and that then, was wild. And then, like, that was really mean. But then, so, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, Otis, like, shut the fuck up. And then when he was like, and I don't even know why I liked Maeve Wiley, because she's the most selfish person I know. And you're like, she's really not. Like, she's really, really, really down. not. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen, at this point, like, nine episodes of character growth for this character who's not selfish. Not at all. Um. So, like, not I loved and hated it. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was great. And then all of the women, when they, the teacher, I really enjoyed the teachers. Thankfully, they only gave us like two. I liked the English teacher. Mm -hmm. I definitely did not like the science teacher the first time around. Rewatching, I was less annoyed by him. Yeah. Um, But I don't, sometimes the like, parentally stupid teacher just pisses me off I'm like fair okay like it just isn't that funny to me that he's horrible at his job again our long Um, line could be Sophie and Maddie talk about why they want tv shows to have characters that are good at their jobs it just I just can't believe it seems like we're asking for a lot but it apparently (laughs) fucking is um but okay it was like I did, I like, I, I appreciated that he was stupid at the beginning. I appreciated that where he was in the chlamydia episode. And I appreciated how bad he was at his job, which made Gene necessary at this. Mm-hmm. Watching him try to answer the sex questions in the box is one of the funniest things in the show. Like, it's single handedly, <laughs> like, one of the best scenes. Like, it was in Anwar or uh, Ra- Raheem. Raheem asking about, like, what lube was best for gay sex. Yeah, and he like and him like bit his couldn't tongue off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer. Like, um, I think that that teacher, while bad at his job, had a lot of underrated funny points too. Whenever yeah. Raheem was teaching them about douching, and he came in and like took a note because yes. like he didn't know, and I was like, this is so. Funny. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the thing. It's like I love. It was sort of a. An, I embraced him, and then I felt like there was too much of him, and then eventually I was just like, okay, fine. You're just part of this fucking show, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. When him and the teacher were hooking up, I like really that caught me off guard. But whenever she was like, yeah. I gave them an. I wanted better for her. Is my problem, I guess. I did too, but I didn't want it to leave that world. Like I liked that it stayed at Moordale. Yeah, sure. Um, but so when she was like, I gave, he was like, what are the girls in detention doing? And she's like, I gave them an impossible assignment to come up with like a common ground. Um, I really, really enjoyed that B plot. Mm -hmm. Granted, I don't think it would be that hard for no, I mean, I don't know. Doesn't Maybe like I just like like that many things. But then the fact that they all bonded about unwanted sexual. Yeah, I'm like, maybe as a teen, I would have had, like, more narrow interests or, like, wouldn't have thought. Weird well, World is just truly smaller. Right. Um, also, well, though, like, we had such funny. a good group of girlfriends at high school that I truly can't even imagine not it's being. It's really hard to imagine. Like, anytime well, I can, they weren't like, friends, though, was a thing. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I can't even imagine being in a room. Not that we were super popular in high school. I'm not saying that I was popular at all in high school, but, like, I can't imagine being in a room with 10 or seven girls that were in our grade and not being friends with at least one of them. 
Oh, for sure. Right? Just because yeah. like our friend groups were so diverse because of like sports and theater mm-hmm. and like this friend did this thing and like mm-hmm. like I just feel yeah. like we were it was a pretty wide. Like, our elementary school was pretty clicky. Like mm-hmm. we we're just all. <laughs> God, yeah. Found to have um, something in common. I did think it was funny though how Maeve was just like fine with lying. Yeah, Maeve was like, it like, would be a lot easier lie. if I just like. And Ola was like, no. And Maeve was like, you're boring. <laughs> I liked their dislike of each other mm-hmm. because it wasn't super sexist. Like it was, but they like acknowledged the parts of it that were. Like, they were self-aware, but also, like, you can't make teenagers not act like teenagers. Right. Like, you yep. cannot make them adults. And, like, teenagers are petty, and they do fight over boys, and they are self-conscious about things. So, I liked that they did it, and then I also liked that they were like, you know what? Like, we're – it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't yeah. really hate you. Yeah, um, they did, like, apologize um, to each other eventually. And then, yeah, the last one that I have is the Romeo and Juliet – future space musical and the sexual nature of it and like so fucking weird yes and it was just so weird but their production value was really high lily really did a good job yeah i again loved lily throughout Mm -hmm. um did you have any worse i mean we've kind of already talked about them um i the neighbors you know loved them Mm -hmm. till i didn't same with raheem like Mm -hmm. when he exited i could never really figure him out either and although I could definitely tell that he was into Eric way, way before Eric did, which was a little annoying because I'm like, when is he going to piece it together? Or when is somebody else going to piece it together for him? But um, I did feel like their breakup was just at the edge of me being really fucking annoyed <laughs> as a character. Um, so it was like right on time. Could have happened an episode or two sooner for me, but fine, whatever. I read an article because I did think it was funny how like everyone thought he was so hot because he's just not my type. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't, I don't go for stoic and mysterious. No, I like (laughs) want you to like be awkward and flubbing around me. Well, I want you to be hot, but we, you know, (laughs) I don't go for mystery. Like that's not what I'm into. (laughs) No, but it was funny because he describes him. He's a French actor. Like this is like the girl who plays Maeve. Her name's Emma. This is her first job. And so he, yeah, I'm like, can you imagine how intimidating this would be as your first fucking job? No. Um, But he describes himself as a French comedian, which the last thing I got from him is funny. (laughs) (laughs) So he's either the best actor on the show or a bad comedian, in my opinion. So he's been on things in France. He's a French actor. Okay, also, Um, but maybe it's like French humor. Their, their humor is also like a, really weird. It's like a very early Beverly Hills Lisa Vanderpump thing to say. Like, <laughs> I'm being a bitch, but you just don't get it because it's like English humor. You just don't really get it. <laughs> um, I was thinking that like maybe the cadence, because sometimes like you and I talked about this on the Elite episode where like the words don't mass up, match up with the like syllables of what they're saying. And so I'm like, maybe when you're speaking in French, like the way you deliver a joke. Yeah, And like the cadence at which you do it is different and doesn't translate to uh dumb american like me who doesn't speak any i mean French. yeah i mean syntax is different mm-hmm. well he, he wasn't a comedic character though on this yeah that's show. what i'm saying he was either a great actor or he's a subpar comedian who knows um but uh, um the last thing i have is that i generally didn't love ola in that she was dating otis mm-hmm 
like I definitely didn't like it when she became a jealous girl that made her more annoying although I do think we had to have it but it was sort of weird it was like they flipped her from being like a a chill cool girl to being like a crazy girl which I mean I guess it's sort of funny because normally you see that with like a really hot character (laughs) you're like you went into crazy girl mode for Otis. Otis yeah I think it was about more, that. I think it was more like Maeve is truly one of the most beautiful people. Like, I don't know what I would She's do. She's Margot if Robbie 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I saw an interview where Margot Robbie was in like a BB1 and they were like, when was the last time you were make, mistaken for someone else? And she was like, literally the other day I was eating a sandwich and someone came up to me and said, I loved you in sex education. It's <laughs> like, Emma was like, I can't believe she's getting mistaken for me. <laughs> um. I completely agree. And like on my like relationship section of my B plots, I have, I did not like Ola when she was with Otis, but I really liked her when she was with Lily. Yes. Yes. When she flipped and like Mm -hmm. broke up with Otis and kissed Lily, I was like, wait Mm -hmm. a second. Like this is a character that like. It was a good second wind for her. Yeah. It was a really necessary second wind for that character because she was obviously really cool when she was introduced and it was nice for Otis to get some sort of positive female yeah he had experiences Mm -hmm. for sure and we she did provide that so speaking of otis experience this is not on my worst but it is something that i just can't believe i didn't write down how Mm. do you feel about otis losing his virginity to ruby that was amazing i loved it i was like shocked hey girl (laughs) oh i was on the floor i was even shocked in rewatching. i'd forgotten i was like oh my god that's right and also like how nonchalant she was about the whole thing and then also like they kind of became friends because of it which was so sweet um i yeah, am that surprised was fucking hilarious you did it write down her quote where she was where he said something and she was like yeah no i'm not surprised this happened when i'm sad i hook up with like losers or something like i hook she up with was like, she said oh something god, to yeah. that extent she of like says, she talks about how i hook up with she sad always boys goes whenever. for she goes for losers because they like worship the ground she walks on. Yeah, she's like I they always feel that. so lucky <laughs> to be with me, mm-hmm. and that's like an ego boost. And cause, oh, right, because he was like, I can't believe you hooked up with me, and she's like, No, I can't. I do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. I, and I, I actually liked that she wasn't like ashamed, but it also moved her character storyline forward with like yeah. us learning about her dad and like. Yeah kind of empathizing granted I still think she's like too unnecessarily mean um yeah she's horrible yeah um okay so my worst I really hated Remy I hated any time he was around I hated the divide he caused was not a fan and then I'm TBD on this worst but I'm leaning towards it's not gonna be good Jean being pregnant so we'll see how season three handles her pregnancy with a Jakob after they broke up that seems insane. Like it seems. Did you forget that happened? <laughs> I did forget that that happened. Your um, eyes just got so big. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I, so I'm TBD. It, it could be great. It's like it probably no, it could not be. be great. It can. It cannot be great. Um. Also, is it like medically possible? So she was peri or Genus something or... menopausal. Uh huh. And the woman was like, "You probably have a broken heart." And then they did a test and everything. And she was like, you're right. You are menopausal and you also are pregnant. And she was like, that makes the broken heart thing all the more complicated. 
Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Granted, like, I, I do love anything that's going to keep, I want this show to stay on the air for you. Like, I want this to be the next Grey's Anatomy. Like, never leave me, people. I love them so much. Um, if I haven't made that abundantly clear. <laughs> uh, the episode description is just going to be like, Maddie gushes while Sophie listens to her talk about sex education. <laughs> Maddie uh-huh. listens, Sophie listens to Maddie talking about sex education for two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but, I mean, I... I don't know. It's a good thing for you. Like, I mean, Jakob what do you think being, they're going to do about it? I think she'll probably get back together with Jakob and either. You think she's going to keep it? I don't think the baby will make it. I think mm. some way, somewhere along the way, the baby will be yeah. more. If I had to guess, because. It's just, something that they haven't covered. Mm-hmm. I as mean, far as like sex education, they have not covered miscarriage, yeah. right? Did no, they have, haven't. Did and they also haven't talked about pregnancy like ter- like two term pregnancy so they right. could do it and like I would be fine if the show picked up and she's like nine months pregnant and like the baby's just here and then we never see it sure. but like I don't you and I mean you've said it multiple times we just don't really truly enjoy shows no we don't care about the what was the, I can't even think about what oh well fucking last week we were talking about insecure um with that baby drama it's just like shows stop leaving me on a pregnancy cliffhanger it's a lot um okay so i had one confusing b plot okay what the fuck is going on with adam just like overall as a character no what are your feelings on adam i never really it felt like every time they cut to a scene with adam i'd be like he's still in this show like he never spoke he he, said more in the pilot than he did the rest of the series for sure. That was very unnerving to me. <laughs> I didn't like how little he spoke. Yeah. I didn't. So whenever I talked to you last week and I was like, I know him and Eric hook up, but like, he's also his bully. So I don't really know how that's going to work. Very complicated. Dynamic. I feel the exact same way. I still don't know how it's going to work. And I thought it was insane that he ran into the school, paused the space musical told Adam yeah. he wanted to hold or Eric that he wanted to hold his hand. And then the family was so accepting and loving of him. I was like, Am I in an alternate dimension? I don't get, I don't, I don't hate uh, Adam. No, he's come a long way. He also has had a lot of character growth. But like silent growth? I also thought it was very funny yeah. that they named the dog Madam. I don't know if it was supposed to be a play on Adam, but it really made me laugh. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be, funny. but I no really did enjoy be. that. Um, and I also um, really did, in terms of B-plot, enjoy Mrs. Groff and Jean's friendship. Me too. I really, 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 really keeping Jean relevant without being so. Yes, I love that. Um, But yeah, I don't. I don't get Adam. I don't know if we're supposed to like him or hate him. I don't know if we're supposed to be rooting for him and Eric, or it's like a borderline abusive relationship. I think is it a relationship? I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it just seems like Eric and Adam might be right for each other in like ten years. Yeah, like. Adam, because Eric, Eric is like really emotionally mature, I think in general. And really comfortable with who he is. Very comfortable with who he is. And Adam is incredibly immature and And has no idea who the fuck he is. Yeah. So it doesn't seem fair or make any sense to have them be together because they're just so far apart, like in their lives, actually, like emotionally. So... What? I think we are supposed to be rooting for them, for sure. But it's just, like, really hard to see how it would actually ever work. 
Well, it was insane to me that Raheem, when he talked to Adam, he was like, he, my boyfriend laughs with you and he doesn't laugh with me. I was like, what the fuck is Adam? I think Eric's just making himself laugh because he's uncomfortable. Like, I was like, Adam doesn't talk enough. Like, I I was like, Raheem, you're just really not funny. Plus, it's so weird to me that- I don't get it. Like, they sold us on Adam being Eric's bully, but I- So hard. So they sold it really hard. But I also kept having to remember in moments like that where Raheem was like, oh, like my boyfriend loves you, where I was like, Adam was Eric's bully for years before the show started. Mm-hmm. Um, like four years. Because he was yeah. like, that tromboner thing happened four years ago. Because they dropped us into the middle of that bullying relationship. So I'm like, how could you flip? It just seems insane. Well, and also... Even the fact that when they hooked up that one time... Mm-hmm. That's just what I was about to say. I don't even understand out- how that could have happened. Well, and we had been given absolutely, the audience had been given absolutely no clues that this character might be bisexual. Obviously, that character gross was kind of explored, again, silently in season two with him staring at a poster. I mean, I sort of had an inkling because I'm like, they really make him very specifically hate him in a very intense way that like they sort of do oftentimes with like other like sexually frustrated I think they did that on Glee. Probably, like the yeah. big bully for Kurt yes. was like actually gay, but I didn't. Was watch actually it also gay, right? Yeah, um, but it just I seemed don't like for a know. show that was so progressive, that was so like it had me old school. Was like, you know what I mean? Like it. That, yes, no, for sure. And I was like, is this assault? Like, is this sexual assault? Right, like, right. <sighs> like, where's the line here? Like, this is his bully. Also, I don't like, know. takes money from him every day, takes his lunch, pushes him into a locker. Right. like Calls him names. Calls him names. Like, does all of this stuff. And so it made it to me when I when they first hooked up. Because, like, obviously, that was the one thing I knew about the show was that this couple was going to come to be. So mm. I didn't know how they were going to get there. So when they both got to tension, I was like, okay, maybe he's going to finally, like, speak. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to know him a little bit better. No. Did not happen. And then when they just started making out, I was like, you can't just throw like the gay guy in the room and experiment with him. Like that's not how sexuality works. Like, do you actually like Eric or do you are you just testing to see if you like men? Like I was very it was very confusing. Unnerving about that. And then even when he went his storyline in, I mean, I literally saved everything to talk about Adam in this confusing thing because I didn't get any of it. But like when he went to military school for an episode Mm -hmm. and a half. Yeah. And like bonded with those two guys and then they mm-hmm. got kicked out and the military guy was like, we're all a little bit gay or whatever mm-hmm. word he used. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so like, are we supposed to believe that? Like, I just couldn't, it yeah. was like for a show that was pretty in your face about a lot of the therapizing, mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam was not. And he was the first sex ca- clinic candidate. Right? Yeah. And so, and then it's like, by the end, it's like, how could that character and Amy have ever even been in the same room together, let alone right. had sex? Like, I just, I have very mixed feelings. I hope that in season three, we see Adam and Eric alone talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't care if we see them hook up. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like, I want to see this relationship develop in a way that's not sexual. Because I, I can see how they're both attracted to the other one. Right. Well, I wouldn't mind, granted, we can't time jump just with them without 
now being tied to Jean and her pregnancy, which is very fucking annoying because it would make a lot of sense if they did one of those typical European little we went away for the summer together things. I actually get, think they like, probably will. Some flashbacks or not or whatever of like them being close like because it was just the two of them in you know volunteering in the south of France or like whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. um they did such a great job of making Adam like this big strong silent character that like I can't even figure out how he'll fit into the friend group like he has Ola through work which like was nice yeah and I enjoyed for the three scenes they had together like they weren't and, like, when the dog, I was like, is he going to let the dog? Like, I just kept waiting for him to fuck up the whole time. Which he did. I did like Adam working at the store. And it was mm-hmm. nice that he was good at training the dog. I hope that they give him other things to be good at. Or maybe he becomes a dog trainer. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I just, all of the interactions he had with Eric, like, made their relationship less clear to me. <laughs> Yes. Like the only time I felt comfortable about their relationship was the first scene where he bullied him. And then for everything right. after that, I was everything like, what the fuck? Because it's not even like Eric said a throwaway line like, oh, my bully's so fucking hot. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he was like, Adam's hot, but he's also, well, I guess they talked about how big his dick was. Yeah. But like, that sort of just seemed like a fact. Because like, if you were attracted to him and he bullied you, I'm not saying it's, I still think it's fucking problematic as hell. Yeah, like he needs therapy really badly. Like, do not fall in love. Like, <laughs> I actually was talking to my mom about this the other day where I'm like, I feel really bad for people who I meet in high school who like become better people after high school because I can't forget who they were. Right. And like, that's on me, not necessarily on them. Like growth is awesome and yada, yada. But like, if someone that bullied me in high school, like we had a friend that wasn't extremely nice to me in high school, talked to me recently and I'm still annoyed about it. And like, he didn't do anything yeah. to me. Right. But like- well, in high school the, or recently, but I'm still like, what a fucking asshole. And so, like, I can't imagine sure. someone actively bullying me. Well, the thing making out with them. No, for sure. Well, it sort of is this very weird, like, um, falling in love with your abuser complex, Stockholm which is syndrome. really bad. Also, like, the dad does address sort of by way of being an immigrant race in the mm-hmm. show. But there is also that, like, abusive, like, macho white man and his, like, and the, like, little gay black boy, like, being in love with him in a way that does not make any fucking sense at all. Which I would just be really interested to hear what somebody who was gay or black or any of these other things would have <laughs> any to of these things that, that we don't have any, any of, of these the things marks. that we're not um, just basic straight white women because i don't want to like project any mm-hmm. more trauma onto anybody else but it just does seem sort of in that zone of like things we're not like this isn't normal this is like some sort of like white savior fantasy thing that gets written into plots and so we think it's normal um and yeah. It's just very weird feeling. Their whole relationship, I totally agree, has always made me feel weird. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like they should have given Adam, like, you know how they gave Maeve um, Amy? So, like, she had this, like, kind of outsider-insider relationship. And so their friendship is actually one of my favorite things about the show. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have given Adam, like, Jackson or gave Adam someone to talk to to be, like, Mm -hmm. 
struggling with their sexuality or like any, so that anyone, we got to see literally anyone, even if he would have stayed at the military school for like one more episode and like sure. bonded with those two guys and then been kicked out because he found them hooking up. Like, I just think we didn't get to know Adam at all no. and everything we're supposed to imply for him are nonverbal cues. Everyone which like, got a friend in season two, except for him. And I, I guess, guess kind of Ola. Ola, but like she didn't, I just don't, I just don't get how he went like, and, and maybe it's also because we only saw them doing that, like throat playing throat, th- throat. I just mixed the words throw and plate. Those, those like plate throwing things mm-hmm. and making out that yes. they did when he like came and like snuck out one time, but they that had done it multiple times. Cause we saw all of the broken yes. pieces all that Eric did. And yeah. so maybe they just put a lot more context clues around yes. their relationship but I actually think their relationship needed a lot more context yeah like I could like, have done without context clues with like Ola and Otis going like take to, out some of their screen time yeah like, we, we did not need as much screen time with them it's so true if we were also going to get the other relationship well also it's like because that's the thing even in that like okay yeah I guess it's sweet that Eric keeps a shard of the thing that they break every time but like going sneaking out at night and smashing things with your bully is also super unhealthy and in no way makes it seem like your relationship would ever happen or that either of you would actually love the other one like it makes no goddamn sense well and even at like the end of the summit so they like he comes to him at the party and like goes outside or whatever and he's like I can't be your shameful secret which like it broke my heart because you could tell in that moment that they liked each other but even then Adam just fucking walks away I'm like say something I'm giving up on you you know right anything at all um okay so I wrote down a few relationships because I actually think that's one of the things the show did the best outside of my single best my like stats so I'm gonna knock through those and I'm assuming you'll probably also love these because I think they're just universally good um friendships Eric and Otis was great to watch Maeve and Amy was great to watch I loved Amy and Steve and would love more Amy and Steve Mm-hmm. Like I hope Amy and Steve become like a primary couple next year. Yes, um, then Jackson's friendship we already touched on a lot, and then Lily and Ola made sense to me, and I liked that her a lot more. I said this, but I did like her a lot more because I just didn't buy into her chemistry with Otis. I did in season one when it was like flirty and fun and like do we like each other, but when it was supposed to be like relationship driven, I didn't buy the romantic love. I bought the platonic love which I actually think she says to him, like, I think we did this wrong. I think we were supposed to be friends. Yeah. Um, But we're going to take a quick break and then we will finish out the episode. Hello, hello. Surprise. It's us again. This is just a quick reminder for you guys to make sure you are subscribed to the pod on iTunes or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us and with our audience and it really helps you make sure you don't miss an episode as these do drop on Tuesdays weekly. Second thing is actual exciting news. We are doing a little giveaway of sorts. If you go and give us a review on iTunes, then screenshot the review and email it to us at singlebestscene at gmail.com, we will send you a very special Single Best Scene sticker. So 
get those reviews in and we will get you a sticker and that's it thanks and we're back all right so if you want to take uh take the highlight stats yeah, my favorite character was Maeve, and my favorite relationship was Eric and Otis. My favorite season was one, and my favorite episode is um, season one, episode seven, which was prom. Oh, fun. Okay, my favorite character was also Maeve. My favorite relationship was Maeve and Otis. There's mm. no way I could not pick teen love. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed season two, but I also loved season one. I mean, I <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. um, and then my favorite episode was... Uh, season one episode four hmm. all righty so let's go into the single best scene yay all right, so, take um, so my single best scene is also from season one episode seven prom and it's when eric gets back from church and decides to go to prom and gets his drag on and um says he's going and his dad says he'll drive him and then they get out at the school and I guess the scene technically starts when they get to the school but that's the setup <laughs> and Eric's mm-hmm. got his like big headdress on and his makeup and his heels and his um brightly colored suit and um his dad gives him this really heartfelt conversation about you know I worked so hard and I felt so different all the time. It's it's just so hard for me to watch you want to be different because that caused a lot of problems for me and made my life harder. And Eric's like, well, I'm going to have maybe going to have a hard time either way. If my, you know, I'm going to have a hard time like you. And I don't know, again, if the implication is being an immigrant or being black or both or neither, I don't really know. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I, you know, but if I'm going to have a hard time, I might as well just be myself and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And Adam watches this whole thing. And it was super sad because, you know, Eric and his dad finally get to have this heart to heart when they'd kind of been betting heads all season about um, Eric being so like loud. Eric being so in his dressing. Yeah. And yeah. And so it was just so sweet. And um Eric's dad also says, you know, okay, well, maybe I should be more like my brave son. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's so sweet. And Eric like marches into prom and like with like all his little confidence and Adam comes up behind him and like, you know, of course, like in that like sociological bullying way of he's feeling hurt. So because, you know, he is seeing somebody else have a positive relationship with their dad, which he does not (laughs) with his dad, Mm -hmm. um, he turns and tries to bully Eric per usual his little punching bag and Eric's like oh because Adam's is like oh like I'm gonna kill you or something like that and um Eric was like now or later mm-hmm. yeah he like finally stood up for him <laughs> like for himself, for himself against and Adam Adam was like well I'm gonna get you and he was like okay so later then yeah. okay and like just goes into prom and you're like yay like eric stands up to his bully and like his team and his dad have this moment and it was just like so sweet and also like 
you know, really puts Adam also like back in his place a little bit, which was nice since <clears throat> that didn't really happen from um, another right, student. Yeah. So um, anyway, I just found that scene like super memorable and really very sweet. So that's mine. That's I, uh, compl- I, I just want to say I completely agree with all that stuff. And I meant to say this earlier, but I actually loved the way the show handled Adam or um, Eric's relationship with his family and with religion and all of that stuff. I thought it was handled mm-hmm. really, um, really great. And I loved like when he took Raheem to church and Raheem was like, but you don't really believe this. And he was like, no, I do. Like, no, I do. I do. And like, it's okay that you don't, but like, I do. Like, I, I just do. really enjoyed that right. he like stood up for once he fully yeah. accepted who he was, he accepted it in all areas. Yes. I and totally I, agree. I, yeah, that was really I mean, I loved Eric. There was like literally nothing to not like about Eric. He was, he was the best. Yeah, except I just don't understand what's going on with him and Adam. I mean, um, yeah, that was his real blind spot. Yeah, his entire <laughs> blind spot is just like a six foot. Well, I also looked up, I looked at the last night when I was rewatching the pilot. Otis and Adam are the same height. They're both six feet tall. No. Yes. No way. Yes. What? When he came over in the pilot and was like rummaging through the stuff, I was like, they seem to be about the same height. So I think in later episodes, they just kind of mess with camera angles to make Adam uh-huh. seem like so, because also he's like a big, fully formed man. Because They're both six feet tall. Eric, but Eric no, always Otis. looks so much, no, 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 I know, but Eric yeah, okay. always looks so much taller than Otis. No? They're all I the same height. so. I don't know how tall, hold on, I'm going to look it up. I don't know how tall Otis is, or um, Eric. Okay, so he is, according to... Google is five nine. You're kidding. Mm-mm. And he's what? 28 years old and he is from Rwanda. I will talk about this when we talk about Outer Banks, but I I guess this this is the exception to my rule of I really am tired of 30 year olds playing 16 year olds. I would deeply, I deeply want it to stop. Um the actor who played Otis was 23. Okay. Um, I guess it's a little bit. Maeve was 25. Uh, Adam was 24. And Amy was 26. I mean, I still would really rather a bunch of 18-year-olds play 16-year-olds instead of 28-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. year-olds to do some of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, sure, probably not in this case, but... Um, I know that had nothing to do with your single scene. I just completely forgot that I did Google the fact that they were in the same height. That's crazy. Pop quiz, I would have failed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that Adam was like 6'5". Yeah, same. He was not. Um, so my single best scene is probably the shortest single best scene I've ever picked, but it is from season two, episode seven. Okay. So it's after all of the women or the girls in the school sit together and talk about what brings them together and they kind of decide that it's unwanted trauma mm-hmm. and leading up to this point you've seen how unwanted much penises I think unwanted penises mm-hmm. <laughs> um you see how much amy's traumatized by what happened yeah. to her on the bus um breaking up with steve who just really wanted to love her and was really sweet mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and she's pretending to be okay and and then she's walking everywhere. And that to me was just so fucking sad that she like couldn't get back on the bus and kept seeing him everywhere. But when she, sh- my single scene is when she shows up to the bus stop and all of the girls are there and they're like, we're going to ride the yeah. bus. Like they didn't make it a big day- thing. They didn't like yeah. show what happens when they got to school. It wasn't like a performative thing. Right. 
I just loved it so much. And I loved when the bus stopped and Maeve was like, we're going to get on. It's just a stupid bus. Yeah, like we're going to take this back. Bus. And then the view of them all sitting in the back row of the bus. Yeah. I just loved so much. It was so sweet. Um, yeah. So it was going to be a Maeve and Otis scene, but I figured I would talk about them a lot. So I wanted to give some other characters <laughs> yeah, that, some love. That is, that is it's very growth, fair. you know? Yeah, that's right. It's personal growth. Um, all right. So in terms of news, which we've alluded to, filming for season three has resumed. It was delayed due to the, I don't know if anybody knows about this, but the pandemic. Ah, oh, the pandemonium. Um, oh, the pandemonium. Um, no, so they're back in filming season three now. I have no clue when it's going to drop, but... Hopefully soon because I need more. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. All right. So, so what is your recommendation from this week? Um, my recommendation of the week is a book which I audiobooked, and I hope I haven't already recommended it on the podcast, but I don't think I have. It is called "Maybe You Should Talk to Somebody." I actually I did the audiobook, but you can obviously get the printed book. It's by Lori Gottlieb. And she's a therapist on the cover. It's like a box of tissues because we're kind of keeping in theme with therapy. She is a therapist and then she starts going to therapy and it's like a memoir type thing. And so she talks about her therapy and also her clients as she therapizes them. And also like the third storyline is her personal, like how she became a therapist basically, because she actually was a TV writer before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in her twenties and- like- the big shows like Grace yeah, and like Roseanne or Days of Our Lives or something. She did one of the big ones. Yeah. I don't I think you've remember. recommended this on the pod. I think you've recommended it to me. And I actually own this book. I just haven't read it. Mm. Well, I, I did do the audiobook and I really enjoyed it. But um it's just really interesting if you like hearing about therapy. It's a feel-good, like laugh memoir it's not like a like she's a good therapist like she doesn't do anything unethical or anything like that like it's not some scandalous book it's you know she has some personal trauma with her relationship so she starts going to therapy and you know she continues to be a therapist for her clients so like there's nothing it's like a doctor going to see a doctor about something like it's really not that big of a deal I actually think I remember because I think I read like the first chapter of the book that she talks about how therapists are required to go to therapy Yes. I don't know if they require to go to therapy forever, but right. definitely at the beginning, I think when they start doing and it's it. way more complicated to become a therapist than I realize. It's a lot of extra school and stuff, apprenticeship there's actually, type things. There's actually a show. This isn't really my recommendation, but if you want to, if our listeners want to take it, I think I texted you about it. There's that Showtime show called Couples Therapy that is filmed a filmed couples therapy session. Right. And that is insane to watch, but she also goes to a therapist to like decompress from like her internal biases about what they're saying. Where she's like, it's really fucking frustrating that this guy doesn't see that he's doing X, Y, and Z. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I guess while they give you unbiased advice, that doesn't mean that they don't have an opinion. They don't have any opinions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you have to put those opinions somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So yeah, that's I need to watch that. I have the like Showtime edition on Hulu. So it it popped up for me and I was like, yes, please. Um, Sign me up. My recommendation this week is a movie. It is Promising Young Woman. It just came out. I happened to have a Fandango gift card and rented it. I would pay all of, I would pay so much money to see this movie. I thought it was so brilliant. So great. Tackles some really tough issues and it's like a really funny dark thriller comedy romantic comedy revenge movie okay 
Um, but I like can't. I hope by the time this episode comes out, it is like available cheaper places and not a new release. Well, even if it's just like you can rent it for like seven dollars or whatever. Right now, it's like you have to rent it for twenty dollars, which I had a gift card. But I would rent it again if someone was like, "I really want to watch this movie." I'd be like, "I would pay for it." (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was so good. And I my top song of twenty twenty will be or twenty twenty one will be freaking Paris Hilton's "Stars Are Blind" because that's played in the movie and it's a good song. I just like judged it prematurely and didn't whatever. Anyway, it's a great movie. I highly recommend people check it out. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you everybody for listening in another episode of single best scene. Please go ahead and leave us a review and uh, we will see you next week. Yep. Bye guys. Bye.